Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. morning everyone it's the one and only v the gorilla economist coming to you live on this edition of rogue news in the morning and i'm with my main man el cuco himself my producer extraordinaire cj who's working the airwaves making sure the broadcast is coming out crispy and clean you know what i mean check us out roguenews.com follow us on twitter at real rogue news rogue news on every single podcasting app known to humanity google podcast apple podcast and we are everywhere you want us to be Plus a bag of chips. And if you're watching us on YouTube, let I want to let you know that we're all going to be on here for maybe like five minutes tops because there's lots to talk about. I'm too damn fired up. Hell, we might even be on here for two minutes tops because I'm so fired up about Monday and what's going on in the world. Uh, we just might just uh, switch over as quickly as possible. So you want to follow us over, get us over at Twitch, get us over at DLive. This broadcast will be posted later at Rumble as well as RogueNews.com. And with that being said, CJ, happy Labor Day, bro. Ha- yeah, happy Labor Day. Hopefully everyone had a fantastic or are enjoying their extended uh, weekend. So, yeah, shout out to all those in the chat room. Looks like we got a lively group there ready to, ready to rock it out on a, on a Monday. Uh, Monday, yeah. So pumped up, V. Yes, I am pumped up myself, my man. You know, uh... We are witnessing the collapse of the Third World Siege. And I'm not talking about Uganda. I'm not talking about Mongolia. I'm not talking about some backwater Third World cesspool somewhere else in the world. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Germany. I'm talking about the EU. I'm talking about Ireland. I'm talking about the UK. I'm talking about Canada. True North, free and true, whatever the hell their their uh, thing, their you know, the national anthem goes. I apologize to the Canadian listeners. I don't mean to offend any of you, but you got to get mad. You get mad. The third world that I'm referring to is the West. And why is the West the third world? You see. The West has pulled off the dream of the Philosopher's Stone. What the hell is the Philosopher's Stone? Well, the story, if you're familiar with it, is somebody who had the stone, that whatever that stone would touch would turn to gold. Right? That is the story of the Philosopher's Stone. And the central bankers from the very first Western Central Bank, which was the Riksbank in Sweden back in the 1380s, Okay, that's going way, way back, right? The dream of the central banker has always been to convince the population that the worthless paper that they print is as good as gold. And that has been the fight since time immemorial within Western civilization. Western civilization for the last several hundred years has been fighting a hydra, a monster, a giant squid that is the central bank. In fact, every war in Western culture, the everything from the Napoleonic Wars to the the the, 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 the 17th, the Revolutionary War and, and, and World War One and World War II, the Cold War, and all these other wars has been the war of the bankers. 
And at every turn, whether whether there's a, a victor or a loser, what what no matter what the outcome is, no matter if tens of millions, if hundreds of millions of lives that have been lost in the 20th century alone, one thing has moved forward. One thing has continued to evolve and 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 integrate and grow and and become stronger with every passing decade, and that is the central bank. And that is the banksters. Now, many of you throughout the years have heard me pontificate about the fire economy. That's basically finance, insurance, and real estate. And I've told you many, many times before that in a healthy economy, in a healthy country, the speculative part of your economy will be like maybe 10% at the most. The rest will be all based on industrial production and service. But today in the West, because the bankers have pulled the wool over our eyes, they've convinced us that the speculative economy is the most important economy because it allows them to create prosperity without real profits. It allows them to have wealth without real underlying assets. It allows them to have a real level of control without the absolute power, though the typical overt personification of power that everyone has been used to all throughout human history. Now it's the covert application of power. You're deplatformed, you're debanked, you're financially robbed, you're taxed to death, so on and so forth. And so all of this was working so swimmingly, was going great up until the 2008 financial collapse. When the world woke up and they started to understood what is clear today and is clearly to be seen is that Western bankers, the emperor has no clothes. And the Western bankers, these, these insolvent, broke countries that make up the G7, countries that have no real industrial production anymore, can no longer be looked upon to set the rules of the international order. And therefore, the game is over. Therefore, the carpet has been pulled. Therefore, the curtain has been pulled back. And they see the West as it always was. The third world. A snookered population who thought that they were mighty. Who thought they had everything. Who gave up their birthright for the rotten stew that the bankers were serving. And here we are on the precipice. Here we are at the 11th hour with one foot on the precipice itself and the other foot on a banana peel. And we're seeing the complete dissolution of the Western world. And with that being said, if you are listening to us on YouTube, follow us over as we're going off of YouTube Right now, buckle up, get your safety belts on. We're going in deep. Take it away, Siege. Let's go to the other side. All right, go for it. All right. YouTube, you are done, and hopefully you all followed us over. Folks, here's the deal. The West is over. Have you seen CJ, have you seen the latest electricity bills that are coming out of UK and that are coming out of Ireland and that are coming out of many places in Europe? Have you seen those little pictures that people are posting their electric bills? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. This uh, they're they're trying to react with, you know, trying to like impose price caps. Like what's What's that going to do? <laughs> Just insane. Absolutely nothing. Dude, that, putting a price cap on what is happening right now within the energy market, which is overheating their physical market, putting a price cap on it is the equivalent of me taking a cotton ball and sticking it into a dam that has a crack in it. That's what a price cap is going to do. It's going to do absolutely nothing. I have so many pictures that I've snapped of people crying that um, for their business which had a typical five six hundred dollars seven hundred dollar or euro 
um, energy bill for the month or a thousand euro energy bill for the month is now looking down the barrel of a $9,800 or euro energy bill at the end of the month. This is uncalled for. Businesses that are used to spending $9,000, $7,000, or $5,000 a year on energy expenditure are now looking to spending thirty, dollars and $50,000 a year. And these aren't big box retailers, folks. I'm talking about coffee shops. And what we're seeing right now is the decimation of the middle class and the upper middle class and those that are in the low seven figures. They're being eviscerated. Small businesses are getting murdered. And for the first time since we're seeing rebellion, protests, and riots breaking out in the Czech Republic, in Cologne, Germany, and in other places throughout Europe where all of a sudden the the politicians, all of a sudden the people who thought it was cute, Siege, they thought it was cute to vote for liberal far-left ideals. They thought it was great. Right? They thought it was great to vote yeah, for. They, they, yeah. they thought it was cool. You know, they, they could change their icon to, uh, you know, I stand with Ukraine. You know, it was very hip yeah. to, you know, to get your colors, right? The blue and the gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. The blue and the gold. You know, put the blue and yellow all over the place. And everything will be fine. It was cute. When, when when Klaus Schwab came out and said, "You will own nothing and be happy," Klaus Schwab's a more see. Have you you got to do it, you, folks? You got to do this, right? You, you get Klaus Schwab's book, download it on Kindle, read through it. And one of the things that will strike you as I was reading excerpts out of this moron's book is how much of a friggin' clown this guy is. Klaus Schwab. His work is so erratic with no specificities on how he's going to achieve any of this. He is like, Klaus Schwab is the indictment on the West. Klaus Schwab is somebody who's who's a man who spent his entire life with his head shoved firmly up his own ass. That's who Klaus Schwab is. And it's an indictment against Western leaders that we have today that they rally around this moron and listen to him. And the Western leaders and the Western population thought it was cute, CJ, to vote for climate agenda. It was cute to virtue signal about how much you care about the climate. It was cute to have an autistic 15-year-old running around the world saying, how dare you? It was cute. Now as their economies are imploding, food prices exploding, life expectancy on average throughout the entire Western world has decreased between two and a half and three years. We've seen IQ drops as much as 20 points in our children. Now they're starting to realize, maybe it's, you know, it's maybe, uh, you know, Slava Ukraina, a.k.a. Slava Kokaina, the amount of cocaine that Zelensky does, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe we should rethink this whole entire contraption. And isn't it funny? Boris Johnson, Bojo, a.k.a. Blowjob. Isn't it funny, Siege, that back in April, the news has come out that back in April, there was a concrete peace plan ready to go between Ukraine and Russia. Yep. Ukraine will not, well, they, they, they're not going to, Mess with the Donbass or Donetsk. They'll leave those Russian regions alone. They won't do any sort of military excursions there. They will retreat back. They will not allow themselves to join NATO. That this will, the, the peace will be maintained independently. It was great. It, both sides agreed. And what happened? The haircut looking for a brain. Blowjob. Blowjob showed up. And Blowjob, who's been up, who's been also had his head shoved firmly up Klaus Schwab's rear end, Blowjob also showed up and said, "You know what? We're not going to do this. We're going to fight. They're going to fight to the last man. They're going to fight to the last Ukrainian." And right now, the unofficial numbers by any sort of real professional that's tracked these metrics, you have about anywhere between twelve and thirteen, maybe even fifteen thousand dead Russians. 
right? And this is their their JV team. They haven't brought out their heavy guns yet. They're heavy. They haven't put out the varsity team yet. But you have close to two hundred and three thousand Ukrainian soldiers dead, and basically a number that's far greater than the British army gone, liquidated. Sons, fathers, uncles, cousins who are never coming back. And then the Ukrainians, right? The Ukrainians. And folks, you got to understand this. Ukraine is, and I've said this several times, it is probably the best trained army outside of Turkey that's in, the, that's in NATO. And Douglas McGregor uh, said it best. He said if, if, if Ukraine were to fight Germany, they'd roll the Germans. If they were to fight the Poles, they would absolutely kick the Poles' ass. And the Ukrainians, with the help of quote-unquote American advisors, are being rolled by Russia's JV team. The Russians have all the time in the world. The Kershaw offensive was launched by who? Blowjob was the guy. Before he left office, CJ, he made sure that the Kershaw offensive goes forward. Why? Because he said to, what did he say to Zelensky? Do something. Yeah, yeah. And now... The head Ukrainian general is like, look, we shouldn't be doing this. He was under the threat of being fired. Was forced to get into this insane operation, the Kursan Offensive. It was such a great operation. They were advertising it for months on end. That's how smart the West is. And they're getting rolled and decimated. All the while, the European markets are falling apart. All the while, Europe's still buying Russian gas, CJ. They're buying it from where? China and India. Who's selling it to them at a twenty to forty percent premium? <laughs> That's so smart. And, and shipping to them in boats. Like how fucking dumb are these people? This is the West. This is the West, and that's why I I, I laugh and I'm and 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 and, and, I'm, and I'm happy about it. I'm angry, but I'm also happy. You know why I'm ha- I'm happy? I'm happy because this is the only way the people are going to wake up. The only way. Green Greeny Machine has talked about Ramzan Kadyrov retiring. No, I haven't. I haven't heard that. I have not heard that the uh, the Chechen strongman is retiring. Uh, if he does retire, whoever takes his spot is. I, don't, I think Kadyrov is just stepping back. He's going to kind of do like a Putin thing when when Medvedev was in charge, right? <laughs> I think we probably expect that. The Kadyrov legacy is a strong legacy. His dad was an absolute strong man. Uh, Ramzan is also, you know, I think if he does step back, it, it will be less. I think he'll keep a watchful eye on Chechnya and the and, and the operations between Chechnya and Russia. Yes, Hobo Sermons, that's right. CJ, someone months ago did say that the EU was going to be sacrificed for the dollar. I wonder who that was, Siege. Yeah, now we're seeing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the ultimate level of, of stupidity to think that they sent that many troops just to their their deaths, right? You've seen the videos of the, the ambulances that were transporting, oh. you know, back and forth, back and forth due to their failed policy. And I believe I listened to it over the weekend, the Duran. The Duran is one of the commentators there was kind of speculating that, you know, at what point is there a coup, military coup against Zelensky there in Ukraine where the military, like, you know what? We're done playing games with you, Zelensky. We're, we're, we're done. I don't know what that would bring. Again, again, that's complete speculation, but, but that's one of the potential outcomes if they get fed up enough. No different than the, the, the people in the EU getting frustrated with all these energy price increases. You know, you get the feeling of hopelessness, and they're all being driven by these failed Western policies, V. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Failed Western policies. And you know what? We, you know, the, the, the UK, but don't worry, Siege. The UK has another luminary, an absolute brilliant mind who's going to take over for blowjob. And she is, some would call her the Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady resurrected siege for such a time as this. But V, she's a conservative. Yes. (laughs) Greeny said it best. The Iron Twit. The Iron Twit. It's going to be okay. Liz Truss. 
Liz Trust, the Iron Twit is coming. And what's her experience? What's Liz Trust's uh, her, her 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 background here? Let's take a look. Let's trust education, right? Let's take a look at this moron. Born in 75, Oxford. Mm -hmm. Yeah, member of parliament. Uh huh. Conservative parley. Uh huh. Education. Okay. Let's see what, let's see what this Dingleberry, what's her, uh, her, um, professional career. I trust was, oh, she was first a little Democrat. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yes. What's her she's degree basically like in law? She's basically a neocon there. I mean, she's of course they're well, interchangeable. Hadn't she admitted saying yeah. it'd be fine to use nuclear weapons? You know, if it, if if, oh, yeah. if they had to. I mean, yeah, be, because this Dingleberry, and if you it, blow up that picture of her right there, just blow up that picture because I want you to. You want to know what an idiot look like? This woman, who God only know when was the last time she used dish soap to wash dishes. In a sink. God only knows when was the last time she even cared about the price of a gallon of milk in the store. God only knows when was the last time she even looked at a price tag when buying when buying bread or a piece of meat. This Dingleberry who lived a life of privilege, an idiot, a moron. You have to be this educated to be this stupid. Who knows nothing of warfare. Who's probably has a law degree and a humanities degree, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, right? And I'll tell you right now, yeah, she's ministerial parliamentary. Yeah, she has, she's got a freaking law degree. That's all she is. All right, this moron doesn't know anything about war, but she's quick to mention the word nuke. Because her concept of nuclear war is something that's been that's been formulated by Hollywood. And this is also an indictment on the entire Western class. They think this is the fucking eight. They, they don't even think it's the eighties. In the eighties, it was still the Cold War. We were staring around, you know, staring you know, down the, the the path of mutually assured destruction. This is the nineties, where the West was the last man standing. And the concept of nuclear war was something that this bimbo probably saw in Terminator 2 with the scene with Sarah Connor being annihilated in the park by a nuclear explosion. If that. These people are insane. Then they're wondering why they're losing. They're wondering why that they cannot have the weapon systems and have those systems deployed in any sort of number that would make a difference on the battlefield. And they wonder why, Siege? Because they don't have industrial production because the West and the populations of the West, they gave up their birthright. They exchanged the crown jewel, the solid gold. That was their industrial might. For the banker's paper notes, each. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Belage guy is right. It's the Ministry of Fluffology. That is exactly what every Western government is. The United Washington D.C. is out of touch with reality. So is Canada. So is Downing Street in London. So is Paris and Belgium and all the other. All the other capitals in the Western world are completely devoid of reality. They're devoid of people with critical thought and thinking. And now the reality is hitting them. Paper economies cannot hope to win a war against an, ind- against an industrial juggernaut. Paper economies cannot fight a war against countries that have physical economies. Paper debtor economies, such as the United States, cannot go to war against a creditor nation who also happens to be an industrial and economic juggernaut. It never historically works out. And this is the reason why Western military and defense departments throughout the West are saying, hey, you know what? All the aid and equipment we're giving to the Ukrainians, we need to scale it back. We don't have enough for ourselves. So these morons are talking about, yeah, we can win a war against Russia or China. Don't understand warfare. 
the United States sucks balls when it comes to continental warfare. Always has. Always has. But that is something the Russians are masters of. And today, we don't have the industrial might or the energy capacity to go up against a technological peer and fight a war that can even last a week. And then some will say, well, you know what, then the United States will go nuclear. If the United States goes nuclear, I will tell you right now, confidently from someone who has, okay, who has served within the nuclear forces and then from there moved on to working within the nuclear industry of this country and even saved this country several times, and you'll never hear about it, from having certain nuclear power plants melting down and, and absolutely wrecking us. This individual told me that it would be surprising. It would be surprising. And our dilapidated state of affairs when it comes to our nuclear forces. See, many of the professionals have said this as well, that they'd be surprised if even 20% of our nukes, which are all antiquated 1960s technology intercontinental <laughs> ballistic missiles from 1973, are even operational. For sure, yeah. It's unbelievable. And, dude, think about it. America's we're going to deploy the Black Eagle, the Black Eagle hypersonic missile. No one's seen it, bro. There's not. Well, there, all there's I've animation like, of it. There's the, animation. Exactly. <laughs> animation. Right? They're talking about, oh, America's developing a sixth-generation fighter jet. Where is it? No one's seen it. America's developing a replacement for the B-2. And then they show the picture of the bomber, and it's the B-2. <laughs> what? It exists in vaporware. Why? Because vaporware is more valuable to these morons and these banksters than anything else. Because if they can, if if a, if, if Lockheed Martin sub, submits pay, vaporware, that means their stock prices go up. That means the banksters could trade on their stocks and make the money. They don't care if there's actually a, a real plane behind it. And Britain, list trust, threatening nuclear war. Their their their, their stupid half baked aircraft carrier broke down. Their entire the entire engine just imploded. The rudder system completely failed. It's just, it's all marketing term. Stealth technology. That's a marketing term. Fifth generation fighter. That's a marketing term. That's not reality. But if you look at it, this is an indictment over everything in our society. We are, folks, we are a society where people are capitalizing upon attention. Attention. Attention has value. To who? To morons who live in La La Land. You see, when all the stuff that we've built up, our social media, our our, our Instagram idiots and all these other morons who are these mavens of, of, ma of social media and this, that, and the other, all the things we give attention to really have no value in the real world. It's the stupid, this is the era we're living in where people are paying $60 million for a picture of a stupid monkey. It's the craziest thing in the world, Siege. We have no factories. We can't even get. We, can, you know, we're still behind on, on paper towel and toilet paper production. You realize this, right? We're still behind it. We can't even get microchips set up. Mm. Well, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Reck is right. Space farce. Space. Another empty thing. Like I'm, I'm a serious man. I, I, I think every loser from who pay, who 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 played Dungeons and Dragons in the early '80s. And and other fantasy games are the ones that are in the engineering departments of the of the United States today, and they're coming up with these stupid harebrained schemes, which are just vaporware. It doesn't exist, and it, it's it's an indictment against our society, man. Think about this: forty percent of our companies on the Dow, Dow's still at thirty four thousand points, right? Thirty three thousand, thirty four thousand points, right? Forty percent of the Dow, the companies that are on the Dow make no money they make no money so why is the dow at thirty-five thousand points 
34,000 points, 33,000 points. Why is it? It shouldn't even be 15,000 points. But it's there. Why is Tesla's stock so damn high? Because they're a carbon trading firm masquerading as a car company. That's all it is. Remember the Tesla semi, CJ? Right, Elon yeah, had where a, are a, they? A, a, where is it? I remember. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Like the pictures of him, yeah, it's going to replace all the semi-drivers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, it's going to, you know, it's Tesla semi. Yeah. Not like Elon. It's fine. You know, he, he understands. He's trying to, he, he's trying to sell. We're, that's all we are. We're just a bunch of salesmen. We're a country of used car salesmen. That's what we are. The Tesla Roadster. Where the hell is that? The new Roadster. The Tesla Cybertruck. Remember, people put down deposits for that. Where is that, Siege? Yeah, the site. Yeah, <laughs> Cybertruck. It's coming out. It's vaporware. This is where we are. This is a dangerous thing because the, when you go to the East, people don't think like us. They're into real stuff. They're into tangibles, into real things. It's incredible to witness the siege. Your thoughts? Well, no, inc- incredible to witness, and then also keep in mind the 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 elitist class that is being created. You know, not only in in Europe, but also here in the United States. This elitist class who is willing to pretty much forget anything about uh, quote unquote the the electoral, the people that are get these individuals elected. Nothing of that nature. Just more of what those policies are that they they institute. And it's very alarming for them to publicly come out and make some of these comments. I think it was one of the German either economic advisors. I can't remember what exactly her title was, where she pretty much said that like literally like we have to, regardless of what the voters think, we have to continue to support Ukraine. In it, it, She's the member of the Green oh, Party. I forgot what her name is. I got it right here. I brought it up. Right, it's right here. Let me bring up. this in. Listen to what listen she to said. And, and we're starting to witness this here in the United States as well. Oh, what's her name, Siege? I, I, want, I want to look up her education. There we go. Um, it doesn't say it here. It doesn't, say, it doesn't matter. I just play it. Okay. All right. Here we go. So this is what she said. Like, you know, here. Another, low, another, another, probably another person with a, with, with a degree in sociology. Listen to this moron. She's going to tell you what your energy policy is. Doesn't even know where the energy comes from. To people in Ukraine, we stand with you as long as you need us. Then I want to deliver, no matter what my German voters think, but I want to deliver to the people of Ukraine. And this is why for me, so motherly, always very frank and clear. And this means every measure I'm taking, I have to be clear that this holds on as long as Ukraine needs me. We are facing now a winter time where we will be challenged as democratic politicians. People will no, you're be challenged. We cannot pay our energy prices. And I will say, yes, I know. So we help you with social measures. But I don't want to say, okay, then we stop the sanctions against uh, Russia. We will stand with Ukraine and this. These idiots don't understand that they've already lost the war. It's already it's already over. It's, it's already gone. It's game, it's game over. Yeah. yeah. We, we will stand. This is on the cusp of what happens here in the United States again. Biden requests an additional 11, close to $12 billion for Ukraine aid, another 22, $22 billion for, for COVID relief. What what relief is needed? I mean, how? I mean, how? $22 billion for COVID relief to who? To Ukraine? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> All right. This is why I wanted to get off of, uh, uh, off of YouTube. I'm going to tell you guys how this game works. All right. Brace yourselves. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you some, some hard, heavy, some real shit here. Here we go. Every single of these billions of dollars being sent to Ukraine, you all know it's going into the hands of the oligarchs. Okay, you all know that. But what you don't know is that the oligarchs are just the clearinghouse. Now, you you all know that it's all being laundered, but you don't know how. I'm going to explain to you how. Now, the money that's going in there, I don't know what to cut the oligarchs get. Okay, maybe, you know... 20%, 30% 20%, 30% of the cut, they'll they'll take it, okay? The rest is going to go into various Latvian banks. They're not going to use Swiss banks. They're going to use Latvian and possibly even Romanian banks 
From there, it's going to go typically wired to Cyprus. Okay? And then from Cyprus, it shot over into Gibraltar, Jersey, Cayman. And then from there, okay, after it's moved through several other shell companies, it's put back into the coffers of various politicians here in the United States. That's how the scheme works. So the oligarchs are making a 10 to 20% rip. And then the rest is being sent right back here to U.S. politicians. And it goes through Latvia, Cyprus, Romania, Cayman, Gibraltar, Jersey. Not New Jersey, but the island of Jersey. And then finally back into the U.S. It's an entire process that takes about a month, close to about 20 to 30 days to transact and get the transaction done. So each account doesn't look like it's moving money or moving funds too quickly. And then the regulators are paid off and look the other way. This is how they do it. It's insane. It's insane. And this, they did the same thing during the war on terror where money that was going out to help Iraq and whatnot was, ha- was actually being diverted to, to, to ISIS and then laundered, and then it was brought back here into the United States and going into the political coffers of politicians. And there was a certain individual who blew the whistle on it, had the names, had the bank account numbers, the whole nine yards, and what happened? They threw him in jail. And then they had to release him, pay him $150 million, and tell him to shut up. And now he lives in the island of Malta, not talking about it, with a gag order. And there's the other guy who actually also went to prison. There was actually two individuals. This is the way it works. I mean, think about it. Why are they doing this? Because they understand the game is over. They've lost not only the war in Ukraine, but they've lost their entire political careers. They've lost control of their own population. Well, and now well, they're facing. Well, yeah, and I think that they've always has have looked at the population as as the threat, right? Like you know yeah. that there's a lot more of us than there are them, and and hence the reason why they needed the the the, the vaccine, why they needed the COVID jab, is to eliminate. You know, twenty-five to fifty percent of the of the population. I mean, I'm just, you know, completely alarmed by you know. Here we are, a year post the jab, and we're getting all this data that's coming out. Everything from from corner corners who are doing the autopsies to people who are just amazed at the amount of death that's occurring of people, especially with like like the cardiovascular thing. I mean, I, I really think that they use COVID as a means to their end. That Hey, you know what? We need to we need to wipe down the population. We need to slow down the birth rate because eventually, at some point, these people are going to figure out what's truly happening here, and we can't we can't afford to let that happen. And I'm going to say it to my till I'm blue in the face, face. But most people have to understand is that when you see these this legislation, when you see these spending bills that are being you know put up, it's it's Democrats and Republicans that are getting behind it. I mean, who do you yep. see? You, you see one person ever really protest or, or ask for any type of accountability. And that's, that's Rand Paul. Yeah. And, and he's the only person other than that, they all work in lockstep. They all get in line for these, for this, these spending bills. And, and I'm, I, and I'm at the point now where I'm just looking at it, that like, you know, heading into the midterms in the 2024 election, that every bit of what's going on, even with Biden's speech and everything, I feel like it's like a, a major psyop to get us to, to, to buy into this, team sport of republicans and democrats and 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 feed us into those two camps consistently time and time again and why is to keep us again believing that voting for one or the other is going to to make a fundamental difference and and they they have their different ideologies obviously socially they're completely you know different but when it comes to war when it comes to spending when it comes to the criminality of looting the american taxpayer they they don't care, V. They they're gonna do this time and time again, but yet they're using the the actual mental warfare, let's call it mental warfare, what's happening, psychological warfare on the American people to keep us focused in right now. And and Trump could be part of it. He he very well could be 
part of this psyop and, and he's playing his role in terms of what this is looking like. I mean, they did it with Hillary, with lock her up. They, they did with the investigations with her and the server. Now they're doing it with Trump, with the documents and everything. But we don't learn. And, and that's what one thing that concerns me. And I, I don't think that most American people don't understand that, that the middle class in our country is being completely decimated. Everything from inflation and everything in, in regards to the amount of wealth extraction that's occurring right now. And, and you know, again, in, in, in Europe, in Canada, I think it's too late. I think they're already conquered. I think we still have an opportunity here in the United States. Primarily, yeah. why is because we're still armed. We're we're still prepared. They don't. They haven't taken that away from us yet. But the the time for that to, to that awakening to happening is is closing. It's 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 happening in in real time. And these idiots, all they think they see in regards to to Putin, who pretty much, like I said, has already won, is is to go full scorched earth. They they have their bunkers. They have their safeguards. Do you think that they care that? Energy prices are up 30 or 40 percent, whatever they they don't care. Either one of them. It's just it's just completely insane. And, and now what do we hear here recently? We hear recently where Putin is. I think Putin is finally done playing games where he said, guess what? We are not going to release any more gas on Nord Stream 1 until sanctions are removed. Yeah. OK, so he's playing hardball now. And then you have OPEC come out and say, well, guess what? We're cutting production too, so the squeeze is on. The squeeze yeah. is on. The the question, especially for for Europe, that I think is going to impact us here in the United States at some point as they try to shift and try to figure out how to to pay for energy, uh, whether it's natural gas or oil. The question is, is that how much do we tolerate here in the United States? There in Europe, they're going to pay for it this winter. It, it's it's going to get very scary to see the situation that that unfolds there if they continue this this craziness. V one hundred percent, bro. 100%. And then, you know, oil prices are trying to creep back up. Okay. Dark Brandon. Okay. His promise that he did with uh, the so-called deal that he did with M MBS has went sideways. That's OPEC is like, you know what? We're going to cut production by a hundred billion, a hundred million barrels. Right. And then we have, um, um, we have renewed clashes and, 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 and Libya is starting to flare up. And that flare-up in Libya is also hurting Libyan oil production. All at the same time, Dark Brandon, all the fallout from the entire Dark Brandon speech that he called. And isn't it funny, Siege, if you're, in Euro if you're a European living in Europe, right, you're living in any one of these countries, Germany, you know, um, Belgium, France, whatever, right, and you begin to criticize the insane moronic policies of your politicians that are in your respective countries, you are called what? A Putin sympathizer. And in America, if you begin to hate what your government is doing, you're called what? A Trump sympathizer. This is the game that they play. But this game has no effect anymore. It has no effect. And it's funny to me that these idiots... And see, I don't know if you are able to pull up the video of the woman being mugged in Chicago. I think this is this is a beautiful thing, and I laugh my ass off. The one that uh, Gus sent us. Are you able to pull that up, Siege? Yeah, give me a second. Yeah, folks, I want you to witness this again. This is like, you know, the universe, God Himself, gives us certain clues. He gives us certain, you know, snippets signifying the barometer of where we are as a society, okay? And when you see our leaders doing the insanity and how stupid they are, that is an indictment against our society and our civilization. And when you're about to see this video, all right, this is an indictment. And I tell you, this is, this is a, a small microcosm of the liberal world order coming to an end. Okay, people are going to start getting look. Things, times are going to get tough. There's going to be opportunities for those who have the the eyes to see and the ears to hear, and the mind to comprehend. But for the rest of the normies, the normies are screwed. I don't worry about anybody that listens to a broadcast like this. I don't worry about anybody who's out there seeking alternative facts and wanting to learn the truth. You're going to be fine. Those of you that are in crypto, that are in gold, you're going to be fine. Because that's the only place where the banks have left to go. 
because there's nowhere else where they can get profit from because they're all chasing the yield. See, any luck? Yeah, it's not refreshing fast enough for some reason. You know, I'll, I can I'll find it. it. Yeah, got it. you got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, here we go. Here, I'll send, I'll send, I'll send you the link. It's pretty here, like 829. It's not refreshing. Oh, you know what? I don't have Wi-Fi. On. Bingo. There. Yeah. I sent it to you. Okay. Let's go there. This is a hilarious video. It's just hilarious. Let's see. Shocking video shows woman getting mugged in Lakeview Shore. Right? This is a nice neighborhood in Chicago. Make sure the volume is on siege because I want people to hear this. Yeah, here we go. Blow up the picture if you can. Good. I hope she shit her pants. And I hope she's traumatized for the rest of her life. Why is <laughs> no one's coming to help you, bitch. You in blue state. <laughs> what happened to defund the police? <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that so much. You know what this is? This is the typical liberal suburban woman. Okay? The typical suburban woman who's a liberal, okay? Who thought it was cute. To vote for all these policies because it's it's happening in somebody else's neighborhood. It's not happening here. <laughs> I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Defund the police. That's a great idea. Black Lives Matter. That's a great idea. Antifa. That's a great idea. Abortion. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Planned Parenthood. Bring them in. Migrants. Sure, we'll take them. And now, now what happens? Police, police. Now she's wishing a toxic masculine man comes to her rescue. It's just he not CJ. Exactly. Right. Right. Where are they? None. <laughs> Go ahead and play this video, man. For nearly 30 years, crime was falling in the United States. No more. The national murder rate is at its highest in 25 years. The result of far-left policies that leave innocent Americans at the mercy of violent criminals. You've seen the images. Subway riders pushed onto tracks by the violently deranged. Stores being looted in broad daylight. Elderly women viciously beaten on the street and outside their homes. Gang shootings turning cities into war zones. Hardened criminals rampaging without fear. No fear of arrest. No fear of prosecution, no fear of jail, no fear of any consequence at all. Instead, you are made to live in fear. Woke progressive prosecutors are releasing dangerous predators before trial. Woke far-left politicians have allowed our streets and parks to be overrun with crime and drugs. Police have been made into the enemy and criminals into a protected class. Violent crime is up 21% in Washington, D.C., 35% Chicago, 41% in New York City, and murders are up 207% in Portland. Cities in chaos, billions in property damages, lives wow. and families destroyed. Stop the woke war on police. Stop the far-left assault on public safety. Stop the radical left-wing love affair with criminals. Stop the insanity. Citizens for Sanity paid for this ad. Bam! That was beautiful. That was beautiful. And see, we, we can comment on that because you and I are immune. We are officially persons of color, Siege. That's right. That's right. Well, and, and again, getting back to some of these policies that they've instituted, you know, that, that you know, they may they may sound in terms of 
like the woke community, what's happened, but you can't deny that when you look across all these liberal driven, yep. driven cities and the liberal driven policies, you know, social justice warriors, the woke, there's one common denominator. And we've said it numerous times that's leading to the, these violent acts of crime that are taking place. So, so again, much like you get what you vote for, well, the same thing in the communities that you decide to leave in those policies, the Institute, it's just unfortunate that until you're directly impacted by an act of violence, you know, you're, you're, you're raped, you're mugged or whatever, you don't care about it then, but but you, but once it does happen, and, and then then you start to wake up, you start to realize the environment that you created was the policies that you instituted, and and so we're these people are living in their own reality, and they they build it for themselves. I love the fact that for the first time, the globalists and the liberals are finally eating what they've been cooking for decades each. <sighs> yeah, it's happening. Yeah, across yeah, across across the US it, it is it is and I mean there's just you know again just numerous factors that you know how this is playing out the same thing with the economic uh, conditions that are that are taking place whether it's the uh, CFO from uh, I think Bed Bath and Beyond that that uh, jumped to his death uh, the other day um <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> because after they announced store closures we're getting several retail uh, stores now who are you know, openly saying that, hey, you know what, we're going to uh, start uh, packing away uh, the un unsold unsold product. Typically, you know, they mark them down, they liquidate them, but they're, but they're not. They're like, we're going to pack it away and put it back in the warehouses and put the same shit out next year. Um, that's yep. what's happening. That's what's happening. Um, you know, so so buckle up. It's 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 just very interesting times that we're 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 living through. Um, but some of these we just have to come to terms with these policies that they're they're forcing are just doing nothing but bankrupting the middle class and just creating so it's much killing and happen. It, it's wrecking the middle class. It's screwing up every person, whether you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, anybody who is a law abiding citizen, who's just trying to pay their freaking bills, put their kids through school, put food on the table and live their lives. That's all they want to do. They just want to be left alone. And these politicians can't do that. They want to screw with everything. It's unreal. It's unreal. And for the first time, this is why people that are like us, that are awake, not woke, but awake to what is happening globally, we are the ones that are most prepared for what is to come. But I'm glad that the normies are tasting the blood in their mouth from being punched. I'm glad that the normies are tasting what actual crime looks like. They can't vote for this kind of garbage anymore. It's unbelievable. Yep, truly. Anything else you want to cover, Siege? Nope, that's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Folks, with that being said, we are at the end of the program. We will be back tomorrow with, uh, I think we'll be having tomorrow. Jet Blake, Jet's going on tomorrow? Yes, yeah. Jet will be on tomorrow, The Outer Limits. Jet will be on for The Outer Limits. And then we have Monsieur. Matthew Arrett, he will be on as well. With that being said, CJ, take it away.